Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the BDE podcast. We got a special treat for you today. The a very most, special treat. The most Christmas of Christmassy. I mean, Christmas right things. around the corner. It is the most things. Christmas of Christmas. It is. Really, really is. I can't think of anything more Christmas. I mean, really, if you break it down, it's got all of the essence of Christmas. Um, Death. Murder. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Something like that. Um, I'm your boy, Ben Coons, and I am sitting here with the lovely king of all filthy mudbloods, Draper Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And if that ain't a hint on what we're talking about today, and I guess today, but we're going to release another one. Yeah, there's no way we're getting this in a single episode. We're releasing another one tomorrow, but we're talking about the Harry Potter movies, baby. Oh, yeah. The classic Christmas movies. And you may be thinking, but Ben, Harry Potter isn't a Christmas movie. That's what we think, too. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You would not be wrong. But people include them on Christmas lists. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And we were talking about it before uh, when we decided to, like, do this episode. And it just happens to be that it goes throughout the school year. And they do throw Christmas in there, which is cool. That's what people say is they're like... Oh, it's got Christmas in it. They celebrate Christmas in it. I'm like, <laughs> it's a full school year. Like, if that's the case, this is a Halloween movie, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which well, it is a don't... Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. They play through Halloween all the time. But anyways, <laughs> we're talking about Harry Potter today and tomorrow. Um, which is uh, really breaking it down. I, up to this point, had seen the first four Harry Potters quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I watched five, six, seven, eight for the first time. Yeah, Ben watched these movies in the weirdest order. Yeah, I had to. Trust <laughs> me, it all made sense. Um, so I actually, this is the first time I've seen all eight, and I've watched them within like a week and a half. So me too. Well, I, I have seen them all. You've seen a them all. So I watched them. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna break it down for you because I know how much you guys love to listen to us, and so. So we're actually going to break it up into two episodes. Uh, the first one is going to be... On the first four movies. One one through four. Yep. The second one is going to be five through eight. Yep. And at the end of the... Uh, at the end of eight, then we'll kind of give you our rankings of where we think We wouldn't leave you guys without our rankings. I mean, that's why you guys listen, obviously. That's right, because of our valuable opinions. (laughs) (laughs) That all of you cherish, and I know you do. Yes. Um, Never have any issues with. Not at all. Not even a little bit. So we're just going to jump right in, dive head first, and uh, Draper, why don't you take it away and and, uh, let's start talking about the first Harry Potter movie. All right. So the first one is the Sorcerer's Stone. Technically, the book was originally the Philosopher's Stone. The new TV show they're coming out with is titled The Philosopher's Stone. Oh, for the first season? Uh, I don't know how they're doing it. The HBO one? I'll be honest with you. I thought they canned it, and then I saw like a trailer for it the other day. I'm pretty excited for that, to be honest, but I don't know. This uh, These are going to be hard to live up the to. Top. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Okay, Sorcerer's Stone... Um, I went ahead and, uh, these movies are, a lot of them are directed by different directors. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and looked into it cause I didn't know either the directors and then more importantly what they directed. 
um, before, you know, right and after. Oh, okay. Like other movies that they directed. Gotcha. The first two, um, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, were directed by the same guy, Chris Columbus. <laughs> they made sure not to put Christopher. I think that's, that's a yeah. good move. He good probably move. is like, <laughs> dude, just change your name. Everyone changes their name at Hollywood. He probably changed his name to Chris Columbus. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually has probably the best um, lineup behind him for filmography out of all the directors for the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Home Alone 1 and 2. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Mrs. Doubtfire. Love it. That's a good movie. And then I haven't seen this, but I think you have the Percy Jackson movies. Uh, The Lightning Thief and like the one with not Dylan O'Brien. I forget the kid's name. Sure, I didn't. I didn't see it, Ben. Oh yeah, you didn't see it. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Those are good. I liked those. I was surprised that he directed the first two Home Alones, and I think that these two movies are the most. um, I mean, the kids are their youngest. You know what I mean? Right. You're being welcomed into this world, and they're the most kid-friendly, I would say, out of all the movies. Yeah. And I think that was a really good choice for a director. He did really good. So, let's jump into the plot. Let's do it. Uh, Harry's life sucks. wizardry. (laughs) Yeah. It really does. It really does. I'll just throw that. There you go. I I mean, I'm sure I realized this before, but the letter that... um, is mailed to Harry from Hogwarts, his like acceptance letter or invitation, whatever right. you want to call it, literally is addressed to the closet under the stairs or the cupboard under the stairs is it for really? his bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even it's realize so that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, his his uh, aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. not big fans. Or cousin. Yeah, Dudley. Dudley, I mean... He's a real you fat can, piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> Dudley's a monster. But you can kind of forgive him because he's just a kid. Right, right. You know, kids pick on each other all the time and stuff. And for all intents and purposes, he's basically his little brother, except for it's more like a, a red-headed stepchild type yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, the parents or, well, aunt and uncle treat him like dog shit. Yep. <laughs> so, they, so it opens up. Um, with Harry being underneath the stairs, which is, you know, a lovely place for a child to have a room. Right. Um, and it opens with like, uh, what's the aunt's name? It's like Petunia or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like banging on the door to wake him up. And then Dudley runs down the stairs and like jumps. Pushes him. Yeah. He jumps on the the steps. Or I mean the dust on him. Yeah. And then as he's coming out of the closet, like pushes him back into the closet. Um, going to the zoo for... Dudley's birthday, which, do they share birthdays? Mm, they must be, well, I don't know how much time passes. Between, between the zoo the, and, yeah. okay, that's so, fair, that's fair. Hard to say, they're probably a few months within each other. Fair enough. But, um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, 36, last year I got 37 <laughs> <Yeah>. presents. <laughs> He's such, that kid's Dudley. such a brat. I know. <laughs> Um, um, but they go to the zoo yes. for it, um, and that's where Harry gets his first taste of magic. Of yeah, of what ma- you know, that he has the ability to do something odd. Yeah, uh, well, the, he, he doesn't really care that he can talk to a snake. Well, I guess he does. He's like, you can understand me. Yeah, I love your. You're gonna Thank do the you. fake British accent the whole of course. <laughs> yes. What else would I do? 
garbage British accent the entire time. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for it. That's what they do in the movies, man. <laughs> They're all real, authentic ones. Authentic Brits. Yeah, authentic <laughs> Brits. So the he speaks to the snake. The snake understands him, and then. Dudley throws him off to the side. Yeah, because the him snake to the ground. up now, and right. he wanted to see the snake. And Harry gets all pissed off, and then while he is upset, like the glass disappears. Dudley falls in. Snake escapes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the glass reappears, and that's one of the things that uh, Uncle Vernon said before they went to the like no shenanigans. I don't want you to you know you behave yeah. yourself. Well, I think it's funny that they know that he's, like, going to be magic. Oh, and yeah. And they just, like, are Don't like, tell him. we're going to ignore it, and it'll hopefully go away. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, and that, after that, the they're talking about the acceptance letters to Hogwarts, and, like, owls keep showing up. Yeah. And where do they move to? I have... No Is idea. it like a lighthouse? Yeah, it's a lighthouse in the middle of some ocean. How do you purchase this? <laughs> I don't know. I want to know. I, I want to. I would. It would be my summer home. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Not in the middle of the night, sleeping whatever time of year it is. Right. <laughs> with the waves crashing against you. But birds show up, start to drop off these invitations, and then it's a Sunday. And Uncle Vernon's like, Sunday is the best day. Do you know why it's the best day? <laughs> and he's like, because there's no mail. Like, because there's no, what is no, no post. No post. You need to get with the, Brits, the accents, dude. my guy. I'm not getting with the accents. I can't do it. All right. <laughs> Hagrid comes to pick up Harry. The goat. Which is, yeah, Hagrid's really good. I love Hagrid. Um, and uh, he, <laughs> I think it's funny, he like makes Harry a cake and he misspells happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Just, and, and then he's got it in a smashed box yeah. that's behind his coat. Um, he mentions Dumbledore because then Vernon says something about he's not going to go learn magic from some quack. And Hagrid's like, never insult Dumbledore in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> or in my presence yeah. or something yeah. like that. Gives Dudley a little piggy tail. <laughs> and that's where you find out Hagrid tells, you know, the you're famous a wizard. Th- yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I'm a what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, my my British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes. And then that's where you find out that I Vernon that. and Petunia both know that Harry's a wizard. And because Petunia, Harry's mom and Petunia are sisters. Yes. And which makes um, Harry's mom a mudblood because she came from Muggleborn. Correct. Parents. Correct. Yeah. And they always knew, and the parents thought that it was really cool and really great that she had these abilities, and Petunia always saw her as a freak. Yeah. And that's where you find out how she really feels about her sister. And then Harry finds out that they've been hiding it this whole time and makes it easy for him to leave. And then he's off <laughs> He's off to see the wonderful wizard of... Okay, so or, I love... And Hogwarts. it makes sense how this character was written. J.K. Rowling wrote Harry um, because he grew up not knowing anything about magic or anything like that or that that world even exists. Right. And then gets thrown into it. So it's it's a really good way for us to learn about the world because Harry needs to learn about the world. Right. So, and as if that's we're one learning, of my favorite things. As if we're learning with yeah. him. Yeah. Like... Every movie, I feel like we learn something new with Harry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. 
And that's something that's also very interesting that pops up a lot in this. Cause I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit, but when they're in the potions class for the first time mm-hmm. and Snape's like quizzing them on like, if you mix this and this, what does it make? And he goes, I don't know, sir. <laughs> and he keeps quizzing them and you realize like Snape doesn't, I don't think Snape fully understands that he has zero idea what's going on. And so you feel like, Oh, Harry has, this is his first like dip in the water of what even a wizard is. But I love the world building. Like it's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of Harry Potter probably as a series is just how fleshed out this wizarding world is. Right. And uh, the cool little ideas that they came up with. You yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. I mean, I remember I hadn't seen, I watched the first one the other day and I realized how long it's been since I've seen the first one. But they go when uh, Hagrid touches the brick wall in like mm-hmm. a certain pattern. Yeah. And it opens up to, uh, everyone's going to, Diagon Alley. Uh, that's the second movie. Uh, Where does it open up to? Well, those shops. I don't know. I'm 90% I sure forget. it's Diagon Alley because where they buy all their supplies for school. Maybe it is. Um, but I remember I remember that brick scene so vividly the first time I saw it because I was, I mean, I forget what year it came out, but I was a kid and I was like, holy cow, yeah. dude, that's crazy. <laughs> right? And this this one definitely has, I'm going to say that I haven't researched this, but I'm going to say that the first one definitely has the lowest budget yeah, and the worst CGI, but it's still pretty good. Still pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I actually didn't mind it because it kind of fit with the times, especially where, where we're at now. It kind of fits with the times. Yeah. So And just uh-huh. about the brick thing, I love that they didn't phone things in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, um, to get to the train station- you run at the wall and nine you just and kind of phase does. through it. Yeah, right. nine and three quarters. <laughs> um, but they didn't do that. They didn't just keep doing that, you know. Oh, here you can walk through this wall and blah, blah, blah. Like they were like, no, this one's going to like, like you said, peel back all the bricks. And yeah. stuff. it's really cool just yeah. how creative they went with all mm-hmm. this. Um, but then you get an introduction to a lot of like the wizarding world. So you... All the shops of like where the goblins are at the bank and they right. hold all the su- supplies. But I'm they, thinking supplies is the word vaults. that's coming to my head. Yeah, the supplies yeah. is coming to my head. But there's a better word for it. Treasures. Yeah, know. yeah. And you Harry's know, rich. Harry, apparently. Harry's parents <laughs> left him a crap ton of stuff. Can't take it with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the coolest one for me was was learning about you know it's the the wand because they reference the wand piece in those later movies yeah and to have it always t- like it comes full circle like it always ties back to that Agreed. you know the wand We're the gonna... wand chooses the wizard not the not the wizard chooses the wand type deal i have some stuff i want to talk about with the wands but it's going to be in the later movies but yes for this one i thought it was really cool that like uh he has to go try wands and yeah. a lot of them as if like, like don't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly well and then he I love the the little moment too. He's like, "I wanna," and then gives him the wand, and it works. And he's like, "This wand has a twin. It it came. There's a phoenix feather in it, mm-hmm. and it only ever gave one other feather. And the feather that it gave besides this wand was in a wand that gave you that scar." Yeah. And that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I just love all the, yeah, just the little details Mm -hmm. 
but really cool scene. Um, I do like that. Um, even though I feel like this was uh, kind of um, brought to the table as a children's movie and everything. Right. The actors don't really phone it in just because they think, oh, this is just a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like there's a lot of actors that are giving it their all. And one of the actors that I just really liked was the wand uh, merchant. Yeah. I feel like he really did a good job. Well, and I also, you know, the with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, what's Ron's actor's name? Rupert Grint. That okay. Never would have gotten that one. And then <laughs> um Emma Watson. Yeah. Wow, how am I spacing on these names? But they're kids, like they're obviously kids in the show and they're kids when they're acting. And there are some some lines where you're like, that's a kid delivering the line. But for the most part, they were really, really good and they were like it was very accurate of like how they would interact with one another in, in reality kind of thing. So, um, real quick, I have to give mention to a YouTube channel that I really like uh-huh. called Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Just in case someone listens to this and says, you're just saying what he said. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> I there, there are some points that I really <laughs> agree with. So, here's my shout out to him. If you really like Harry Potter, he does like a full episode on all the movies he just goes through them all and it's really it's really good i like his opinions and he's really funny and sarcastic so uh give him a look but um back to what we were talking about uh one of the points that he uh says is it's cool to see these young actors that stay through the whole series and you get to watch them grow you know what i mean like literally because they're growing up but you also get to see them grow as actors, and all of them become better actors as the per, movies go agreed. on. Yeah, and it's it is really cool to see. It's really cool, and then you have characters like um, Snape and McGonagall, who are like oh iconic. Gosh. Well, and Alan Snape, Rickman, yeah, top tier. Okay. I we're we're getting into yeah. that later, but, but but you have those quote unquote supporting actors who mm-hmm. are adults who help who help showcase the child actors even more. So it helps bring out those characters more and more, which is also really well done by, by the director. Wasn't it Chris Columbus? Yeah. Which was really, which was really brilliant to be able to like have those adults help these kids bring up the characters just through the dialogue they had. Um, one thing that I didn't know how much I loved and how much I was going to need it in my life <laughs> was the broom scenes. Because Sick. it sounds yeah. like kind of boring and mundane, like interesting to even include. I guess it's because J.K. Rowling included it in the books, you know, but they right. ride around on brooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Harry is an exceptional uh, flyer, right, flyer on a broom. And um, it shows that when they start, and Malfoy takes Neville's little ball thing that, and just chucks it, and yeah, yeah, it's it's the remember all, and it's like <laughs> um, it'll turn red whenever you've forgotten something, and Neville's like, "That's great, but I can't remember what I've forgotten." <laughs> 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 but <laughs> freaking Neville. Well, I love that um, uh, Malfoy throws it. 
and Harry goes and catches it and makes a sick catch. Yeah, like he like right twirls. in front of McGonagall's <laughs> yeah. window. So she comes out and you're like, ooh, he's in, he's trouble. in trouble. And she freaking she I found a seeker. <laughs> it would be like you if you were in Mr. Hopkins' class and just like make a shot into with the a trash. paper ball. <laughs> and he's like, Ben, come with me. And you're like, oh. And then he takes you to like Barker. Barker and <laughs> yeah, he's he like, goes, I just found, found you a point guard. Yeah. <laughs> That was, so that's great. hilarious. But I really did love Quidditch, just the inclusion of it. Yes. You know? um, and uh, I think it's awesome that they made a game to showcase the brooms. Mm-hmm. And the Quidditch scenes are some of my Qu- favorites. Quidditch especially, is th- they're really only in the first couple. One, two, and three. And three. Yeah, because I don't think there is flying in four, but there's not Quidditch. We'll get to that. But um, yeah. Um, but but uh, I, I agree with you. And even. There were times where you have characters doing like the saves, like they're making really good saves in Quidditch. And the bludgers, and, and you stuff. can tell, you can tell, yeah, like because it was made in the early two thousands. You can tell, like, oh, that's just CGI, right? But as I looked back on it, like, you also realize that's pretty good CGI, yeah. for the early two thousands. Th- this movie came out like two thousand, maybe. I, it might like have been ninety nine. Was it that early? Yeah, it was pretty early. Um. Okay, I just said how much I love Quidditch and the inclusion of it, okay? So now I get to bitch. All right, hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) Let's hear it. Okay, I believe you get 100 points for catching the snitch. 150. You're right. It's 150. Yeah. And then the game's over. There is no point to the rest of the game besides catching <laughs> the snitch. At Not at all. They're all just like playing hard and they get up to like 80 to 90, you know, and then Harry's like, well, I'm just going to catch the snitch yeah. and win it. So yeah. suck it. I don't know if there's a time limit. I don't know if there's an there's end not, score. I looked into it because I was so upset about this and Maya and I were talking <laughs> yeah. about it. It said Quidditch will go on until someone catches the snitch or that basically the captains get together and d- declare a winner. Whoever's in the lead, they win. Bro, I'm playing all night. It said Quidditch games can go on for days. Bro. So the snitch is the only thing that matters. You know what I mean? And I think it's cool, but um, I'm going to fix your whole game for you, J.K. Rowling. Get ready. Okay? The snitch still ends the game. You know what I mean? Right. It's worth 20 points. 20 points and it ends the game. That way it's not a huge thing. Like you'd have (laughs) to be neck and neck for it to matter. But you can't just wait for your team to, uh, you know, get ahead before you go after the snitch. Because the other team has a seeker that's also going after the snitch. And you have to at least like body them and make sure they don't get it. You know what I mean? Can you imagine just, it's like, we'll bring it back to the real world, right? So the Detroit Pistons this year Mm -hmm. are two and like 23. Okay. Can you imagine it just being like they're just getting clobbered and clobbered, and then the referee goes, "All right, the next three wins," and the guy just hits a three. Like, yeah, the exactly. Pistons. That win. is hundred percent right. Yeah, like, like what that's the? what it is. That's pretty much what it is. That was the worst part. Um, but other than that, you know, it, it's a really cool addition. Yeah, I do. I do. I didn't know those were the. I didn't know those were the rules. That is kind of a it's bonk. stupid as shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll but get, I just fixed we'll, it for you. We're, we're going to get more into the points too by the end of this one. Kay. So let's just keep let's keep rolling. Um, the next note that I have is um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to Hagrid's, and it's when Hagrid is hatching the dragon egg. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and then uh, Malfoy sneaks out and follows them <laughs> and sees and then them. snitches. And snitches. With a little wiener. And then they all get in trouble because she's like, how would you have caught him if you weren't out of bed too, <laughs> yeah. you, you little dumbass? <laughs> yeah. You little stupid. <laughs> Jeez. Shut up, Malfoy. Right. Okay. Here's my big thing with detention, okay? So what did they get detention for? Remind me. For they got detention for being out past curfew or whatever it is. But what it, they like went to Hagrid's. Yeah, they went they to Hagrid's. They went to Hagrid's hut. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. Their detention <laughs> their punishment for going out <laughs> is to be sent out at night again with Hagrid, except for this time instead of being in the hut. They have to go into the forest to try to help him locate whatever's killing unicorns. And Hagrid says, let's split up, gang. (laughs) Harry and Malfoy, you can go by yourselves. What? You can't sneak out of the castle after dark. It's too dangerous. But you can go to the dark but forest that we've told you. The punishment is get basically certain death. Yeah. Because Harry would have died. A teacher didn't even save Harry. A freaking centaur came along and luckily was like, hey, Harry Potter, you're, you're, in, you're, you're famous. I know you, so I saved you. You're welcome. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, there are the Hogwarts... <laughs> what I what I've learned Whack. what I've learned watching all eight films is that the board of education for the, for wizards mm-hmm. is not intelligent. <laughs> it would basically be like um, Miles doing something dangerous. I'm like, hey, you could break your arm doing that. Get on the roof. So get over here, and I'm gonna break your arm <laughs> yeah. as punishment. <laughs> it's so like st- what? So stupid. <laughs> um. The creatures, though, that's another thing that I love about Harry Potter, and it gets cooler and cooler as you keep going because they they don't really fall back. You don't really get to see the same creatures twice, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, sometimes they come back, but sometimes they make sure to and well, they make sure to add just every movie, yeah. add more and yeah. more. And um, I just really liked that, like just again fleshing out this magical world mm-hmm. i think it was really cool and one of the one of the things to piggyback off of that note that you made is that's another scene that stuck with me even to now was seeing the dark creature sucking the blood from the unicorn it's like silver and then you see the silver like drip yeah. from it. like that's a scene that and the brick scene were the two scenes from that movie that i'm like oh my gosh well, i remember that <laughs> i watched this as like again what what year did it come out again 2001 2001 mm-hmm. so i would have been five yeah. and you would have also been yeah. five because we're basically the same age yeah. so yeah like, that I was a little frightening this. yeah oh yeah <laughs> i saw this on vhs so i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> um, uh but yeah i that uh that whole Ho- hogwarts it's just so fun like that that concept of your of those punishments because uh, they do it quite often where you do something wrong and then they're like, I know you did this wrong, but like we're going to encourage you to do more wrong things because it's actually the right thing to do. <laughs> they do that all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell is going Hogwarts on? Hogwarts needs to get its shit together. <laughs> um, okay. Before I bring up my next note, I need to know, Ben, mm. do you still think the disagreement we had before we started watching the Harry Potter movies. Do you still stand by that? Disagreement. 
About Harry Potter? About Harry Potter as a character. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me int- let me just share this with the with the listeners. I think Harry Pot- Potter 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 <laughs> Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter as a character is a weenie. Like I don't I think he whines a lot. I don't think he can do anything for himself. However, I will add this on. There there are a lot of redeemable characteristics about him. So it, he okay, makes hold it, on. He makes him I need less you to of a define weenie. what negative characteristics you think Harry has though first. So he complains a lot. Complains a ton. And then he is He used to say that he was stupid. That was my he, main thing. Well, he is he makes constant mistakes over and over again because he's stupid or stubborn. Okay, the, uh, I'll agree with stubborn. The I'll biggest, let you have stubborn. The biggest thing is it's and it happens through a, a lot of movies where it's like people are like Harry, you can't do this alone. It's impossible. And he goes, I must. I have to. And I'm like, No, you don't. <laughs> I'm the chosen. Like one. you really don't have to. Like there's no rule. And obviously you can't do it by yourself. Like it, just logically you can't do it by yourself. But he's like, I just can't. I just can't do it. I have to All do right. it alone. And then and then like thirty minutes later he's like. I can't do this alone. We're like, yeah, no shit, dummy. We all knew that. Let us help you. <laughs> I think Ben softened up a lot. I did so soften gonna, up on I'm Harry gonna Potter. I'm going to go easy on I did that. soften up a little bit, but um, he's a weenie. But what Ben told me is that Harry Potter's stupid and Hermione had to save him all the time, which I agree, Hermione, like... A good chunk I can't, of the time. A, yeah, a lot of the and that was like her character was being the smartest and then helping like solve their problems and stuff. But it put me on a path of looking for Harry being smart. Right. That I was actually glad for because I didn't really, um, like, look for these things before you challenged me <laughs> to defend my boy <laughs> Harry. Um, so thank you for that. You're but, welcome. I got you. Okay. I got you. So my next note is that Harry actually is the one to put together that Hagrid was probably bamboozled by whoever gave him the dragon egg. Yeah. And um, that they just happened to, or they gave him the dragon egg wanting to know about Fluffy because they wanted to know how to get past him. Right. Uh, Pause before you finish that. Double pause. Hagrid Hagrid. has hella loose lips. I know. He's the one. That dude says he thinks he shouldn't say all the time. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I, should, like, I shouldn't have said at, that. At the end, I really shouldn't have said that. I'm just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Listen, man, his, his three best friends are 12-year-olds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, he does. He does it. And then uh, <clears throat> he does figure out that he's been bamboozled. And then I think there's a part where they're down in the... Uh, when they're down, when he's with... The professor in after the yeah I get what you're trying to say at the end yeah I think there's something that I want to say there was something else where he like came to the conclusion and problem solved on his own which I feel like is like that's a very Hermione thing to do but for life of me I can't remember what it was fair enough I did like that um, they each get a trial to shine in mm-hmm. um, Hermione gets to be smart. Um, with the and yeah, exactly. And she realizes it, knowledge. and because of her knowledge, they they get past it. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry 
gets to do his broom flying to get the right key while all the all the other keys are attacking like attack, him. Yeah. By the way, how did how did that professor get past these trials? I accept that he got past the first one, not the broom one. <laughs> no one but Harry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then um, the last one Is, was the wizard chess one. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorite scenes of the Harry po- of the Harry Potter movies that chess that chess scene is one of my favorite scenes it is pretty cool um so did they have three openings you know what i mean cuz okay in the chess game ron is a knight so he gets on a horse right so that means that you had to be a knight probably cuz there was one horse that was empty and right. you had to get on it to be the knight and then harry and hermione are just standing, being their pieces. Right. Um, did those go off the board? Like they, when it, they decided to be them? Or did they have to fill that out? And in that case, did there have to be three of them? There had, So there were there were two missing pieces, which is where uh, Hermione and Harry ended up. So like the pieces were just gone. They weren't even on the board. And also... And then Ron is the one completely, that's... Uh, it was completely intact when they got to it. So did the other professor just like get to walk through that one? He, the, he got a pass, right? Yeah, or is it, <laughs> or is it some sort of like magic that once the pieces are all destroyed in your checkmate, they come back together or something like that? Probably. But I'm just being a. <laughs> one of the things that I never understood mm-hmm. is, so Hermione and Harry are their pieces. They can't play without those pieces, so they have to yeah. fill in for them. Yeah. There is a horse piece. Yeah. Does Ron need to be Does Ron need to on the horse? Can he just stand up to the side and just, <laughs> just be the chess he master? He slowly comes towards him. He's like, ah! <laughs> the queen is just like sliding towards him. And he's like, I have to take this. I'm like, dude, just jump off. Like, get dude, off like, the just, damn horse, yeah, Ron. Just get off. What are you doing? <laughs> right? But like, that's the that was like that's always been the question I've had of with that movie. And I'm just like. Not me. Not Hermione. <laughs> yeah. <Boo. laughs> Like, did he have to stay on the horse? I'm like, just, just get jump, off the horse, jump, bud. You see it coming, just jump get off. Get off the horse, my guy. Okay. Um, I did like the twist that it did set Snape up to be the villain this whole movie. Yes. If you hadn't read the books or seen the movie before, you would think that Snape is the villain. Right, right. And then it turns out to be... Um, Professor Voldemort the on the name? back of his head. Yeah, guy. that's a kid. Yeah, nice, nice. That's actually <laughs> Professor Turban. <laughs> that's actually his name in the movie. Yes, <laughs> Professor Voldemort's on the back of his How head. How did guy. they not see it coming? I know. You hired Professor Voldemort is secretly on the back of your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dumbledore just making great decisions as all, per usual. all the way around. <laughs> um, have you seen the concept art for what Voldemort was supposed to look like? Mm-mm. Dude. For those who haven't seen it, um, look it up. Apparently, it is. Uh, it is creepy. That is creepy. That that was another creepy part. Um, I'm sorry. I guess that, but that was another creepy part when he unwraps his head and has. Oh yeah, dude! He looks like a snake. He I looks see it. yeah. It it is <laughs> cre- it is creepy. Look it up. It's pretty but, creepy. Um. I think that was one of the creepy parts that gave me give little Draper nightmares too. The, the, <laughs> the, the head, on, head the back. on the back of the yeah, head, yeah. And he's ugh. Um, Great twist though, and like that's a. I think it's a really good introduction of Voldemort. I do think that the spell that Dumbledore casts for the uh, 
sorcerer's stone to be retrieved is a little cheating. I put um, only someone who wants to find the stone but not use it can get it. It's kind of cheating. Also, does that mean they shouldn't have gone to get it in the first place? I mean, I'm sure Voldemort would have figured out a way to get it eventually, but I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. I never even thought about something like that. Okay, so uh, um, then we get to the point where he melts him with his hands. The power of love. Yes. Is that really a thing? I don't know how that happened. I I must have missed it. So Voldemort can't touch Harry. Correct. um, Because of the curse counter curse thing that lily basically accidentally put into the universe by giving her life for harry gotcha okay that's why in the fourth movie he makes a big deal he's like i can touch him gotcha okay 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 okay. because um he had to use harry potter's blood to come back in order to be able to touch him as well right that's right okay um so i'm like i must have missed that because that dude just started to like fall to ashes yeah and i'm like yo what how did he do that? It was kind of creepy. <laughs> Hella creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, all safe. And then Harry's back in the medical bed. Yeah. And Dumbledore comes to see him. Okay, um, here's what I put about that. <laughs> Dumbledore tells Harry why Professor Quill... Oh, it was Professor Quill. I wrote it down, apparently. Nice. <laughs> Professor Quill couldn't bear to have Harry touch him. Does that mean that Dumbledore was just watching all of this unfold uh, unfold in his office somehow? What an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) He knows intricate details about what happened. Yes, yeah. And like that happens throughout a lot of the movies. (laughs) And you're kind of like, hey, Dumbledore. What are you doing, I just picture him in his office like eating some snacks and popcorn. And he's like, man. Man, are Harry's, these, Harry's, are these kids going to make it? <laughs> Harry's effing this guy up. Stay tuned till next time. <laughs> um, um, and then it goes to the final dinner. Oh, my God. Kay. I have something about this. I'm sure you're going to bring it up. Go okay. Ahead. So at the final dinner, at the end of every year, yes, they break out the points on who gets the most points <laughs> per house. That's my last right? note. Okay. In the movie, okay. because whatever, whatever the reasons are, Gryffindor, the com- reasons. Gryffindor comes in last. And then, like, well, Hufflepuff. I think they were like second or third. No, Gryffindor were they fourth. dead last? They were dead last. Gryffindor was four. Like Hufflepuff was three. Ravenclaw two. Slytherin one. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, all right. And then this dense mother trucker <laughs> in Dumbledore starts handing out. He's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I've got some great points to hand out. I'm gonna hand these points out because there's extra. And then it's just like, for being a good person. Harry Potter and I'm like what are this bullshit points that you're just handing out left can you imagine just being part of Slytherin not a main person in Slytherin you're just like cool like maybe we get something cool and then it's like Dumbledore's like Dude. for for acts of courage or for the best wizard chess game ever played Ron Weasley 50 points and then you're like hey yo <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to play. What is that? What does that mean? And then it's like, and you should have broke the rules. <laughs> yeah. You stupid little Slytherin. You should have broke the rules. And I'm just like, I'm just like, this point system at Hogwarts is dog water. I, really, I do not like this point system <laughs> at all. I love that we start the tradition of Gryffindor getting the win gifted to them right at the end of the school year because they are the favorite and it's not even fair. Get shit on Slytherin. <laughs> Get shit on Slytherin. <laughs> Overall though, it was a good movie, good entry to the series. Yes, I it was yeah, agreed, agreed. All right. 
Next up, Chamber of Secrets, which um, was also directed by Chris Columbus. And this is also the only other one with the first actor of Albus Dumbledore. Yes. He passed away, I believe, shortly after this movie. So they had to recast it for the right. third one. Right. But um, this is where Harry Potter, for me, starts to hit its stride. This is where I think Harry Potter movies are really good. So before we get too crazy into it, I, I, what I, things that I really enjoyed about Harry Potter, the Harry Potter movies is I think they all have, they're not cold opens like the office, but their opening scenes are really good. Like I really like, I re as I watched them, I really appreciated individual opening scenes that set the pace for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and so with this movie, how it's opened up, you are introduced to Dobby. Freaking menace. <laughs> Freaking He's Dobby, so annoying, dude. dude. I love Dobby, but at the same time, I do want to strangle Dobby. Yeah. But the but uh <laughs> that opening the opening of, you know, they're hiding they're hiding Harry away because they don't like him. Whatever. Well, and because they think that he dropped a cake on this on, important person that was probably like a business partner, or something like that. Yeah, yeah but for Vernon. Um, yeah, but Dobby is just like making this menace in a room, and he's like slamming his head into the dresser <laughs> and hitting his head with the lamp. Oh my! And you're kind of like Dobby, chill, chill, dude, relax. Uh, but yeah, it's just so it's just himself. so funny. Like the opening scene is so funny, <laughs> and how he's like, and then. In, he lets slip that he's like, how do you, why do you even want to go back to Hogwarts if none of your friends are writing you? And then Harry Harry's goes, like, wait a minute. How, how, how do you, you know, know none that? of my and friends like, are? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny gets, time. Secret time. Harry <laughs> barred into his bedroom. Vernon installs prison bars on <laughs> his window. window. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh. The Weasleys come and yank oh. it off. Dude, that car okay. is sick. <laughs> Here was another thing that I forgot to mention. I mean, I can mention it in any of the first three. Ron is a really good character, especially the first two. I really like Ron. And then I feel like he starts to back off a little bit. I'm going to give him a pass. I think I was a little harsh on him for the later movies. One, two, and three, Ron, I really like. Oh, my God. He's really good. And he has Four on, hilarious can... one-liners, yes, dude. Yes, funny. He's the funniest <laughs> yeah. person there, yeah. I swear. Oh. No, okay, continue, continue, because this will talk about towards the end of this. Well, um, so Ron and his brothers come get Harry in their car, their flying car. They rip the bars off his window and then uh, steal him away, and his uncle falls out the two-second-story yeah, two window into the bush. But um, I thought the car was really cool. Um, I also I liked Hagrid's motorcycle. Yeah. I like that they just have flying vehicles yeah. in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, they show up at the Weasleys, and probably one of the greatest lines in all of Harry Potter. <laughs> Where <laughs> have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no note. <laughs> they were starving, Ma. Good to see you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mama Weasley, dude. Dude, she's so good. Um, then they start going to the train station. Everyone but Harry and Ron get on right. Like it's even Diag the parents go the through. Diagon Alley throws the smoke. Is that this one? Oh that yeah, third? that is. And I, he goes, I skipped ahead. He goes, My bad. Diagon Lily. And they go. What and did he just said. You know what? I skipped ahead, and we missed some really important parts because 
Yeah, he goes to the bad part of town. Yeah, the sketchy part. Uh, which is a play on words for those of you who don't know, because J.K. Rowling hates when people get so it's diag or Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley is the word diagonally, but some people say like I just said it diagonally, right? Like N A L, and um, it's a pet peeve of hers, so she made it a punishment for Harry. Basically, <laughs> it goes diagonally, yeah. yeah, Diagon Alley. Yeah, <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> Hagrid, for some reason, is there. Thank God. He always uh, roams the black markets, dude. It's where the good creatures are, that man. That is true. Um, but uh, he picks up Harry as he's about to get, like, wizard snatched. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also they go meet Gilroy. I think that's his name. But the the new defense against the dark arts teacher. Oh, yeah. What a who's doof, a pompous dude. I hate him so much. Oh, man. He, he's an, he anno- a good he's an annoying character. Not my least favorite. No, definitely uh, not. Definitely. Defense not, against the dark arts not teacher. Not even close. But he's, not even close. He is second, and he's the worst. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hate him. Um, but, yeah. So uh, then um, we'll go back to that scene. Well, we're doing spoilers anyways. Yeah. So Malfoy slips Ginny Weasley Tom Riddle's diary yeah. to wreak havoc on Hogwarts, basically. Right, right. Um, we'll get more into that. I have a question. But uh, anyways, then they go to the train station. The parents go through. Everyone gets on but Ron and Harry. And then all of a sudden they just crash into the wall. Right. It's not opening. And I guess Dobby caused that. He, he put a charm on it so that Harry couldn't get through. Yeah. So then uh, Ron and Harry, the car, they take the car, <laughs> which is one of the best scenes ever. The I love the train scene when they're trying to find it. Right. And then it shows up behind them and, you know, chaos ensues. Harry almost falls out. Or maybe it's Ron yeah. almost no, falls out. Harry. Is it? No, Harry? no, it's Ron because your hands no, are so Harry. sweaty. It's Harry. And Ron's like, grab my hand. And he's like, oh, I'm trying so sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> Ron would have sweaty hands, but um, then they crash into the Whomping Willow on the school grounds, which is the live tree that tries to kill you. Right. And uh, Ron breaks his wand. Just snaps in half, which is the running running joke of the whole movie, which is hilarious. Well, my, like, I accept the fact that Ron's wand broke. He fixed it with scotch tape, my guy. I was like, I'm no expert, but I think wand repair might be more intensive than just scotch tape. I thought about it. I'm like, it's still the wand, right? So, like, why not just, like, not have the tip of the wand? I don't think it works that way, man. You sure? Apparently not. (laughs) Got a point. You got a point. Ron's wand. You got to put together scotch tape. Puts him in some sticky situations in this movie. That is true. So, they're all going through the school. Um, Something's amiss. Harry starts hearing voices from the walls. Yeah, which I did like. That was technically foreshadowed in the last movie. Yes. Because with the opening with the very first scene, Harry can talk to snakes and we don't know what's Parcel going tongue. on, but no. yeah. Parcel Parcel tongue. Did good yeah. Job. Let's go. Bankins. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got another good Quidditch match in this one. And that's where Malfoy becomes the seeker for yeah, Slytherin. His daddy, his daddy buys Bought him a brand new broomstick, broom, so he gets to be yeah. the seeker. I love and it when Malfoy Hermione just gets... says, "At least Harry didn't have to buy his way on the team." 
And Malfoy's just like, why are you even talking to me, you filthy mudblood? I'm like, jeez. Yeah. I, also I didn't love... even know it was a slur and yeah. I was offended. I also, I also love that when they told <coughs> when they told Hagrid what she said. And he goes, no, he didn't. Right. He and I'm like, like, it was I'm like, like oh, gosh. Worst. Malfoy, the mouth on you, my man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Dobby sends a freaking bludger after Harry. Yeah. Because apparently he thinks if he hurts Harry bad enough, he'll, he'll just leave. go home, I guess. Yeah, he'll just leave school. Which I guess is better than death, but Dobby, my guy. You Relax, need to work on saving dude. people. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> uh and I then what's his bucket tries to fix his arm. Yeah, I love that scene. Golly, dude. Dude, it's so gross. Yeah. They like <laughs> There's no bones left. <laughs> yeah. On the upside, you don't have any broken bones. <laughs> dude. Uh, say that to my face. <laughs> yeah. Slap you with that freaking <laughs> <With that sprinkling. laughs> bonus hand. arm. <laughs> um <laughs> Then Dobby basically confesses to Harry in the hospital. That, that he's he, been yeah. t- torturing him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you find out a little bit about pitiful, poor little Dobby. So sad. So sad. So sad. Frickin' Dobby. Um, I like the uh, little uh, duel they had between Harry and Malfoy. This is kind of the oh, first... Oh, wicked, the defensive. Mm-hmm. Because, so, we're, so they're starting to realize that people around the school are being petrified. Yeah. Like they're just being frozen in place. No one, well, they know why because it's, because it had the happened before because it's the chamber of secrets. But has been does anyone know what the monster is? I no. don't think they do. I don't think anybody knows. Um, <clears throat> but they know that they're stupid because Slytherin's a snake and this whole thing is about Slytherin uh, being bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, uh, but there are students and faculty being petrified randomly. Like they don't know what's causing it. And it's kind of freaking the teachers out and they Dude, know the ghost gets petrified. Yeah. And they know something's going on. They know it's the chamber of secrets. Um, well, so this it is, happened 50 years ago. Yeah. It happened. It happened before. And so that's what leads up to the whole, this dual scene is they're This is kind of the, the students. First... They're preparing the students to protect themselves against dark magic or, from right. or defense enemies. against the dark arts. Oh my gosh! Service. They should have. A, they should name the class that. They should. They should call it that. They should call the class that. That's genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is kind of the first time you get to see a duel. I feel like yeah. with magic. You know what I mean? Like casting back and forth mm-hmm. and trying to block. And they don't really block each other. At no, all. they just get smoked. <clears throat> and, but, yeah, and then Malfoy casts. Uh, he conjures a snake. Conjures a snake. And that's where they find out that Harry's and then Harry just freaking talks to it. Yeah. And that's where <laughs> and he I thinks get... he's talking English to it and like, hey, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah. But I get in Harry's <clears throat> mind, I like how they played that scene. How yeah. in Harry's mind he's saying, No, hey, don't leave do him alone. Yeah. But to everyone else that doesn't know what he's saying, it sounds like he's like, Yeah, yes. get him. Get him. Get him, snake. Yeah. <laughs> uh plus, um, I guess that the uh it, the Chamber of Secrets was put in by Salvador, I think it's Salvador, Slytherin. Not Salvador, be- but you're close. Look it up. Um, but uh, then um, it's like foretold that his uh, great, 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 
great grandson will like open it and that Salazar Salazar whatever you're close <laughs> um that they will open it and then the monster from the chamber of secrets will hunt all the non pure bloods right um and uh it doesn't help Harry's case that what was his name? Salazar. Mm-hmm. Salazar Slytherin was a parcel mouth. So now everyone thinks that he's the heir of Slytherin. Right. Not looking good for Not you, Not looking Harry. good, Harry. And then as, so the story, as the story goes on, they're, her, the, I think that next portion, that's where they find out like Hermione. They cancel. They, they're kind of moving on every single like, everyday life kind of deal. Yeah. And then. But more and more things happen. Because yep. first is Felcher's cat. Get, yep, and then the ghost. I think there was someone who saw it through the ghost, and that's why they got petrified. Yeah, it's the guy. It's the guy. The, that, it's the guy that Harry almost attacked with the snake. Attacked with the snake. It was not looking good for you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets caught by uh, Finch. Finch is that the janitor? Uh, Felch. Felch. Um, he gets caught by Felch with both the ghost and the student. I know. He just has the worst time. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then Hermione gets petrified. And the kid with the camera. And the kid with the camera gets petrified. So after Hermione gets petrified, like that's where Ron and Harry start to like go look for answers about what's going on. And Harry looks into Tom Riddle's book because he, he, uh, he found the book in the uh, that restroom that Moaning Myrtle's in. Like Ginny tried to get rid of it, and that's where he found it. Oh yeah, that's and right. So he and so he writes in the book, and the book asks questions, and the book will answer him, and reply to him, and and so. Hold on, I think you're skipping ahead a little bit. Am I? I am. <laughs> I am skipping ahead because this is. I did like that all the people got petrified instead of killed. Yeah. Because they didn't look, look directly, directly at, at, the, at snake. the snake. Um, okay. I put that I like how this movie is a mystery to find out who's causing the Chamber of Secrets to be opened. Most of these movies are set up with a mystery and then a twist or two, and they're really well written from J.K. Rowling. Yeah, and they're really well adapted and directed by these guys. And right, I really appreciate it. Um, we missed a scene in uh, Dumbledore's office where Harry meets Fox the Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Yep, and I, I, forgot. I needed to go back to that because I wrote a joke for it. <laughs> I put. Um, you have to do the Dumbledore voice. I can't. I'm I can't do the Dumbledore do voice. Just in your head, Benjamin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But he says like amazing creatures, phoenixes, and right. then goes on to tell about them. I said amazing creatures, phoenixes. They have all the powers we will need later in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Is it crazy? It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um. Oh, the polyjuice. So, uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, um, well, Hermione makes polyjuice so they can pretend to be people in Slytherin. That's right. And yep. try to get Malfoy to say who's opening the Chamber of Secrets because they think that he might know. You know right. what I mean? They are so bad at pretending to be Malfoy's minions. So bad. Terrible. They don't, yeah, absolutely terrible. And, like, the, uh, one of them gets upset. Well, they both get upset. One is... Malfoy insults the Weasleys about how stupid they are. And yeah, then Ron, like, well, no, um, like he, <coughs> he said something about Hermione 
filthy mudblood. And Ron gets up like he's going to fight him. Oh, yeah. He's like, what's wrong with you? And then Harry's like, sit down. Right. And then he's like, uh, Albus Dumbledore is stupid. He, my father says he's the worst thing that's happened to this school. And he's like, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Harry, Harry this yeah. time. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> They're and he's like, awful. Harry, Harry Potter is the worst thing. And Malfoy is so freaking stupid. He's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide this He time. also has no faith in his minions. Not at all. Remember, Harry's still wearing the glasses. And he's like, I didn't know you wore glasses. And he's like, oh, I was reading. I didn't know you could read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just freaking <laughs> insulting <jobs>. them. <laughs> yeah. Left and right. Oh, this one was for you. Um Moaning Myrtle got upset, I believe, on the anniversary of her death mm-hmm. or something like that. So she turns on all the uh, sinks, and then it floods, like, the entire hallway, like, with a foot of water. Right. That's a lot of water damage. That's a lot of water damage. Luckily, I know a guy. <laughs> you know a guy? <laughs> is, or a few. Uh, is Hogwarts in your jurisdiction? I think it might be. I'd have cool. to look it up. <laughs> we might have to share it with Ogden. <laughs> okay. Now... We're caught up to you. Yeah, sorry. I got jumped ahead, everybody. I got the so excited. The magical items are really creative in this series. For instance, I really like the diary that talks back to you. Like yeah. Like how he can have conversations with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it takes him back in time That's, to show him. And the the visual of that, of like, of the, it's like the spine, or like the seam is like opening up yeah. as the light gets bigger and like it sucks him into the book. Right. It's so, it's really cool. It's really fascinating. And then he's going, he's like dream walking or memory walking yeah. and no one can see him. No one can hear him, but he can like experience it in real time. It's really, it, it's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool aspect of, cause they do it quite a bit, not just with like the book, but in different aspects of that. Okay. Here's the thing I don't get. The diary takes him back in time. Yes. So it's a memory. Right. Okay. Why did Tom Riddle go to Hagrid? And try to kill his spider. Instead of taking Dumbledore to Hagrid, and then being like, "He, this is the creature that's killing people." You know what? I'm actually gonna say now that I'm saying it out loud, it's probably because if he brought him to the spider, um, they would find out that it's not what's killing people. Right. After like kind of investigating it. So he probably pretends to kill it just to make sure it gets away. Right. And that's where, uh, because Hagrid tells him, because the, what's the what's the spider's name? Aragog? Yeah. Says, like, he wouldn't hurt anybody. Like, he didn't do it. He, didn't, he wouldn't hurt anybody. I didn't write that down. I just remembered that. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I and, think it's Aragog. And Tom Riddle's like, no, like, I know it's him. You know it's him. It's And then he opens the chest and then just casts a spell. I, I thought he... Like released like, it. Yeah. Okay. That makes um, more sense because you can't interrogate, and then it's kind of case closed. Everyone just blames Hagrid. Yeah. Yeah. And he just gets Which hired is, later later on the school force, even he, though he couldn't graduate. Apparently. <laughs> what what is a, this? It's a pity hire, dude. Pity hire. Pity hire. Well, can you imagine? Like they told you, you can't come back to school because you killed someone, but. In twenty years, we'll hire you to be a, a, teacher. a worker. Here. Yeah, 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 to be a professor here <laughs> to teach all the kids to take them into the dark forest. Technically, he's just a groundskeeper. Oh so yeah, I think of him as more of a janitor. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that 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 aspect of it is really cool. Um, the introduction of like the alter ego of 
who Tom Riddle is and Harry thinking that Tom Riddle is just another student. It's just not, it, you know, is just an error of Salvador Slytherin, but doesn't really think much of who he is as an well, individual. Well, I don't even think it said that, did it? It was just a student. It didn't no, even but really they know, show oh, that no, no, because they, they think Because they think that Hagrid opens the Chamber of Secrets, yeah. not Tom Riddle. Well, and then they go to talk to him, but Hagrid can't answer their questions, and he gets hauled off to Azkaban. Yeah, which um, I don't remember that ever happening, and I'm like, holy shit, he's going yeah. to Azkaban. Yeah, that's, that's a little dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so before they take, but then so right before, they they go and Ron and Harry they sneak out of the dorms a crap ton in these movies. Oh yeah, like they break rules constantly, constantly. Um, but they sneak out to go meet with Hagrid to kind of confront him and ask him about it. Right, Hermione's out of the picture at this point. She, yeah, she's petrified. Yeah, and they take the invisibility cloak down to, and then they're trying to talk to him and the. Minister of Magic and Lucius Malf Lucius Malfoy come by. Is that is that, that one? Yeah, to take him off to Azkaban. Um, I think it's just the Minister and Dumbledore. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it's Lucius. Um, Cause yeah, they are Lucius hiding in, under the cloak. Lucius insults him, uh, insults Hagrid, and then like Lucius is, like standing right in front of, or they're standing right in front of Lucius. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and he as he's getting taken away to Azkaban. Hagrid goes, well, if anybody were to be looking for anything, <laughs> I know. what you would probably want to do is search for... He says, to follow fo- the spiders. It's probably just like follow the spiders that are running around. It's probably what you'd <laughs> want to do. But I don't know. But just if anybody was listening or w- wanted to listen to me, that's what they would do. And so, the minister's like, okay, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's go. Let's go. Um, leads to two of my favorite lines. I wrote down the quotes. <laughs> First one is before they go into the forest. It says, follow the spiders. Why can't it be follow the butterflies? <laughs> Ron. Yeah. Ron with poor a one-liner. Ron. I feel him, man. That poor guy. And then they go out. Um, they question Aragog. Um, which is disgusting. That whole part. Creepy. I don't like any part you of that like scene. like it? It's so disgusting. Dude, spiders freak me out. Me too. They're but gross. I, I like Aragog and stuff. And... Um, Although he's kind of a dick. Kind <laughs> of a dick. He's just like, sorry, friends of Hagrid. But, but you're not friends. I promised that they wouldn't eat Hagrid, but like you're technically not Hagrid, even though you're friends of Hagrid, so, so yeah. <laughs> they're going to murder you now. <laughs> um, sends a, the baby spiders, which are still like the size of Great Danes. <laughs> yeah, massive. Um, And then the car saves them. <laughs> yeah, that car's dope, dude. Dude, that car's freaking feral. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a wild animal by now. It's just a wild horse. I like to think that for the rest of the movies, like the car is just out living its life just in the wilderness. Finds finds its own other <laughs> range of cars that are just rogue. <laughs> so they get back, and the next line that I wrote down is again from Ron: "Follow the spiders. If Hagrid ever gets out of Azkaban, I'll kill him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> freaking Ron. Okay, so um, we now get to. Uh, the point that they are starting to piece things together. Ron didn't open the, I mean, Ron Hagrid didn't open the chamber of secrets. Right. So someone else had to. So, uh, Harry's actually the one who puts this together. So first off, everything Hermione put together, Harry also puts together. It's just with her help, you know? Right. But the thing that Harry finds out for himself is he says, um, 
what if the girl who died in the bathroom 50 years ago never left? And, and then they figure out that Moaning it might be Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. And, and go then, talk to her. Uh, and then Moaning Myrtle is, that's where she's like, oh, I don't know what killed me. I just remember she, seeing remember a it. great big pair of yellow eyes. Yeah, coming from that <laughs> sink or yeah. something like that. And he's like, oh, interesting. And that's where he finds the uh, snakes. The like, access yeah. to, uh, how does Harry know what to say to open the I think he just says stuff in parcel mouth. He just goes like, open up, dog, I in think parcel that, mouth. I mean, he doesn't just say open, I'm assuming, because he says like a full sentence. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think he just says, I would like the Chamber of Secrets to open or something in parcel mouth. You know? And they're like, okay, silly goose. I do like the language they came up with for snakes. Yeah. I somehow of- feel like... If a human talked to a snake, it would sound like that. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so they find the chamber secrets. Gilderoy is tasked with saving the girl who got abducted, Ginny. Ginny, yep. Um, and we find out he's a fraud. Yeah. What knew. a real, which knew. you knew. Everyone knew. Every, when you try to fix a broken arm and then you remove the bones from the body, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so they all go down. Harry Ron, and Ron Harry. basically. And they take Gilderoy. And with Gilderoy, him. yep. Um, Gilderoy fakes pass out like a little wussy. Yeah. One thing that I did think was interesting, and I liked that in this universe, is that just because you suck at some things in magic, it's not like all or nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he sucks as defense against the dark arts and like healing and stuff like that. But they're like, is there anything you are good at? And he's like, I'm actually quite gifted with memory charms. I had to be to steal to, all yeah. these stories and then get away with it. You know right, what I mean? yeah. And then he goes to wipe Ron and Harry's memory, but he's using Ron's, Ron's wand. freaking duct taped wand. And it backfires on him. And he, forgets, and he forgets who he is and where he's at. It's perfect. <laughs> and then Ron hits him over the head with a rock. <laughs> okay, so we get to the chamber finally. This place is huge, by the Massive. way. I love it. <laughs> um, and we get to the reveal that Tom Riddle is Voldemort. Yep. Which I think was, it was a good reveal. Yeah. The Especially, anagram yeah. is the dumbest it's thing so ever. Stupid. It's, it's like, it has to, so Tom Marvolo Riddle and then it goes to I am Lord, Lord Voldemort. Voldemort. Like, so like includes I am. I was like, that's really dumb. What a stretch there, buddy. <laughs> I kind of wish that he either just came up with it like and thought it sounded cool and just was like, this is my name now. Tom Riddle's dead, you know. Right. Or um, maybe if there was a story of a Voldemort that Tom admired and then took on the persona. Right. You know? Yeah. That would make a lot more sense. I just didn't like the I am. Yeah, I thought it was pretty and stupid. And Marvolo, his name is Tom Riddle. Marvolo is just, what letters do I need to make <laughs> this? <laughs> to figure out. Come on, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big cough, big cough. Sorry. You can cut that out. I'll cut it out. Um, the CGI is way better in this movie. Much better, yeah. Especially when the giant snake comes is, out. That's money. Um, and from here on out, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's the intense. first movie was the only one that really and I'm sure they got a really big budget for this movie with how successful the, the first, first one, one was. was. So um Okay. Why doesn't Harry get affected by t- looking at the snake? 
Fox takes out its eyes, but it already came out by then, and Harry's just staring at it. Thoughts? Tom Riddle, Tom Riddle also doesn't get affected by it. Well, Tom Riddle's not even alive. He's a member. Right, but, he, but Tom Riddle, because Tom Riddle's the one that brought the snake out the first time. So maybe parcel mouths? So I... I would have liked an explanation. <laughs> Explain, JK. Explain! Explain. <laughs> um, okay, I wrote, I know that my main character is a wizard, but I really want him to battle and slay this snake with a sword. And I would have a real problem with this if it wasn't so metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then also, to make things even more metal, Harry stabs uh, Tom's little diary. With a basilisk fang, yeah, that he pulls out of his arm after slaying the snake by stabbing it through the skull through its mouth. Yeah, Harry is awesome. Come on, <laughs> I love right. it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Also, I don't think rewatching it now. I guess Harry is pretty clever and stuff, but I never really thought of him as that. I thought of him as more just super brave. Like no matter what, that's what he is. He's yeah. just really brave. Uh, yeah. I and I I agree with that. Like that's the one thing that even if it is to the extent where it sounds moronic, mm-hmm. he's always willing to put it put it out on the line. Well, yeah, and we'll get to that too. I think he's more super stubborn because of how brave he is than just stupid, you right. know what I mean? But anyways, he literally thinks he's going to die because the venom of the basilisk. And he's more worried about Ginny in that moment. Mm -hmm. And is just like, you have to find Ron. Just follow the chamber, you know. And I thought that was really cool, especially for how young Harry is right now. Yeah. Like for how just like. As a 12-year-old. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Action hero he is. Yeah. Um, But then Fox comes, and luckily he's got plot armor. And uh, cries onto Harry's wound and heals him. Cry. I mean, it's it's almost as if we needed we, we needed, needed that. a phoenix. We wrote this backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I I buy it. Still, it's good. <laughs> and again, Dumbledore just goes, "Harry's gonna need this phoenix. <laughs> I just know it." Um, I do really like the Dumbledore and Harry conversation at the end of this movie, when Harry's worried because he's like. I'm starting to see all these similarities that I had with Tom Riddle, who became Voldemort. Right. And I don't like that I have all these similarities with him. You know, it was started with the parcel mouth. Right. But it's all these other things, too. And Dumbledore kind of says, it's not really how you're the same. It's more about how you're different from each other. And then also points out that the Godric Gryffindor sword appears to him because of the Gryffindor qualities he possesses, not necessarily not the, the Slytherin, right? The you know, so I thought that was cool. Um, I like that. Oh, go go, ahead. Going back to your snake to the snake question. Okay. Here, here's a theory. Here's my theory. Of I'm, it. I'm ready. So, I think that Tom Riddle's the one that summoned <laughs> that summoned the snake, mm-hmm. right? In yeah. in 50 years prior. So. Assuming this, assuming you would summon the snake, that means you would have to have made contact, eye contact with it eventually. Like, probably. It's not like he would like summon it and be like, are you there? <laughs> probably. Right? And if he were to look at it through a reflection, he would have gotten uh, petrified. So he had had to have known it's there by making contact of some sort. 
I right? I bet that it is because they're parcel mouths. I don't think it's because they're parcel mouths. I think it's because but what what Dumbledore said is the reason he is a parcel mouth is because part of Voldemort is in the scar. Yeah, but we don't know that yet. Dumbledore told him at the end of the second movie. Nah. Yes, he did. No, we didn't. Oh yeah, you're he right. He did. He you did. Because you're he's right. like he's he's like he's like you don't know he, you he don't... transferred some of his power to you. To... We just don't know the Horcrux thing yet. Right. So he transferred part of it. So like because he transferred some of that to Voldemort, I wonder if that's the sign of why he could look at the snake, because the snake recognizes the characteristics of Voldemort in him, which is why he can't why he can look at the snake. Fair enough. I like it actually. That's good. Good reasoning. Because because there he is part the part of Voldemort is in his head. Yeah. And they don't know that, but the snake does know that because it consents it. Fair. I don't Dude, think I'm just, J.K. I'm out, Rowling. I'm out here just breaking shit down. I don't think you're, J.K. Rowling had thought that far ahead. You're by welcome, this point, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, take my million dollars now. <laughs> Harry is the one to piece it together that Lucius Malfoy snuck the diary into Ginny's belongings. Yep. And then he tricks Malfoy into freeing Dobby. <laughs> because yeah, because you can only give Harry's pretty clever. Yeah. Because of the sock. Because the sock, and you can if only Dobby a sock. <laughs> if you oh, if, and he he proves that it's his book because Dobby's like, oh, Master's book that you gave that he gave to Dobby, and you gave me a sock in it. It means I'm a free elf. So it frees Dobby for one. Great, love it. <laughs> and it proves that Malfoy's Kay. the owner of the book. Malfoy's pissed that he f- made him free his house slave. Also, wizards believe in slavery. We'll get to that. Anyway. Technically, yes, they're slaves, but they're elves. So they're a different really species. <laughs> it doesn't even, like, it doesn't even matter. It's this like, is more progressive. I could, I could have said something real bad. Yeah. I'm not going to. You're welcome, America. It's Christmas, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Malfoy is pissed. Malfoy is straight up going to murk Harry in Hogwarts. Right outside Dumbledore's office. He says, Avada! And then Dobby stops him. I'm like, geez, dude. dude it's just a house elf. Relax. You can find another well, one. I was just like, how are you going to get away with this yeah. murder <laughs> in the middle of a school? That's, that's wild. Uh, and then Hagrid comes back. And um, I liked the genuine like respect and uh, thanks that he gives Harry mm-hmm. for saving him. I feel like Hagrid like looks at Harry like a son, like he cares for him, right? But respects him like more of a friend, like right. almost like they're equals. Yeah, uh, I also like at the first or when Hermione comes back, uh-huh. you get the first glimpse of like Harry hugs Hermione, and then Ron goes to hug Hermione, but he's like because <laughs> he's like nervous around her, right? And like that's kind of your first glimpse of like, okay, Ron, you got something for Hermione, don't you, buddy? <laughs> Um, so the last thing that I have written was after the heartfelt scene with Hagrid, uh, rest in peace, Robbie Coltrane, who's the guy who played Hagrid. He did really good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And Hagrid is, again, one of my, one of my favorite characters of all of the films. Um, that's one of the things that, uh, that's one of the things that as I was looking at, and, cause we'll, and we'll talk about it more and more and more, but... Your main, your three main characters, uh-huh. are not even in my top five favorite characters of all of the films. I didn't rank my favorite characters, but like they this, might have to. But this was, yeah, this was me just going through. I'm like looking at them, and I'm like, Ron, Harry, and Hermione are not even in my top five of three favorite characters. And I'm like, that's that's how that's how 
I like, think that's how, that's, I think that but... shows more to to like how well those these movies were made is because the supporting cast is just as good as your three main characters. Oh yeah. But Hagrid again, Hagrid's one of those characters that I like I love. I love Hagrid. Definitely. I think Ben we should probably call it on this episode and which start is, another one. Which is crazy. We might have to do more than we two might, episodes. We might have to break this up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like talking about it. Yeah, this, was, this is a lot of fun. I, I I didn't realize we'd be able to... For those who are wondering, while we're recording, before we make kind of some adjustments, we're at a minute or an hour and 17 minutes. Jeez. All right. All right, so we're going to give you guys a little bit of a break. Flip the disc over for part two. You, <laughs> you got to rewind, you gotta rewind flip it. Flip the tape. You got to rewind it first, and then you got to flip, flip it over. Flip the tape over for part two. <laughs> Maya won't get that reference. <laughs> She's too young. <laughs>